...divisive character. His unorthodox style upset aficionados, as it suited a smaller, lighter boxer rather than the heavyweights. What's more, whereas his rivals tended to let their managers or promoters do the talking, Ali took charge of the microphone himself, speaking with a hubris that left it impossible not to be drawn to him. Seconds after beating Liston in 1964, he rushed to the edge of the ring and yelled, I am the greatest! I shook up the world! I'm the prettiest thing that ever lived! While he won many over with his zingers and rhymes during the pre-bout hype, calls of arrogance were never too far away. Not that he shied away from controversy. Only days after claiming the world title, he confirmed rumours that he had converted and joined the Nation of Islam, a religious group calling for the extreme policy of black development separate from white society. Its members included the black rights minister Malcolm X. Not long afterwards, on the guidance of his mentor Elijah Muhammad, he changed from his slave name of Clay to Muhammad Ali meaning one who is worthy of praise. The media seemed reluctant to call him by his new Muslim name, choosing to refer to Ali as Champ instead. Indeed, when Ernie Terrell, a challenger for the world crown, kept calling him Clay before a fight, Ali grew incensed. The fifteen-round destruction he rained down on Terrell, punctuated by screams of What's my name? drew comparisons to torture. Then, in March 1966, Ali gave another reason to put him back on the front pages, as well as the back. As the US increased the number of troops being sent to Vietnam, the army lowered its conscription standards so that more men would be deemed eligible for 1A service. This included Ali, who had registered as a teenager but had been refused and classified 1Y due to his IQ of 78 not reaching qualifying standards. I said I was the greatest, not the smartest, he quipped when the embarrassing news broke. Pugilist to Pariah By the time the army called him up on the 9th of March 1966, however, he had converted to Islam and so asked to be considered as a conscientious objector on religious grounds. When confronted by journalists, he retorted, Man, I ain't got no quarrel with them Viet Cong. He claimed the war as immoral, imperialist violence, which sent black men to fight for a country that denied their civil rights at home. No, I am not going 10,000 miles from home to help murder and burn another poor nation simply to continue the domination of white slave masters of the darker people the world over, he announced. The real enemy of my people is right here. His conviction ran deep. I have nothing to lose by standing up for my beliefs, so I'll go to jail. We've been in jail for 400 years. He appealed three times against the draft over the next year, only for each to be denied. So, on the 28th of April 1967, a 25-year-old Ali stepped into the military entrance processing station in Houston, Texas, for his induction, although he never intended to go through with it. As he stood alongside eleven other men, officials called his name to step forward to signify his compliance with the draft. Ali didn't budge. 
After being warned that he faced five years in prison and a fine of $10,000, they called his name a second time, and again he didn't move. The officials had no other choice but to arrest Ali and lead him away, taking with them his career and reputation. Although Vietnam came to be resented and inspire huge anti-war movements, support for the war was at its peak in 1966. If being a black Muslim didn't turn white Americans on him, refusing to serve his country certainly did. On the same day as his aborted induction, the boxing authorities stripped him of the heavyweight title and suspended his license, preventing Ali from boxing in the country at his physical prime. The great stand-up comedian George Carlin later put it best when he joked, Ali thought it over and said,